All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Ryan's happy hour. Glad to be back with you guys. Uh, as always, we have a guest joining me today. It is Christian Ernst, once again, co-host of the Out of Bounds podcast. What? And we are going to be focusing mostly because I'm going to focus more on your Marvel um, fan side. Because there's a lot happening with Marvel at the moment, so... Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's going to be good, man. It's great to be back on your podcast, man. It's been a while. Uh, it was after Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure, was ours. So we had a good couple months out. But it's great to be back, man. And I cannot wait to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, it's been a long time since we've had, like, well, since you've been on the show. But also since we've had, like, a full discussion about some Marvel stuff. Because, yeah. like, the last time we did it was after Spider-Man came out. Yeah, that that was probably one of the best movies. We'll get to, like, all that stuff. But that was, like, one of the best Marvel movies, I think, period, that I've seen uh, ever. So, yeah. it, it, was, it was a very good movie. And, I mean, we were, you know, we sat by each other. We were, like, nerding out the entire <laughs> Diagon film. Uh, yeah, we were. That was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, for the audience at large... Um, I am going to put this disclaimer here. This will, for the most part, be a Marvel slash comic book movie universe um, kind of focused podcast because there is a lot of, like, there's a lot of nerd stuff happening that we're going to be talking about mostly. But because of that, I want to put this disclaimer that is going to say the, uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler ban is lifted. So it's probably been lifted for like a month or two now. Um, so be warned, if you haven't seen the movie, stop listening right now. Buy a ticket. Go see it as soon as you can because that movie was phenomenal. It's breaking all sorts of records right now. Um, but if you don't want to be spoiled, I would, again, stop listening and go watch it. But I would honestly skip this episode until you have seen it and cried through it. So... Hmm. You ready to you ready to get into it, buddy? Yeah, let's go into it, man. All right. Well, the way I want to do this, I want to start relatively in a release date timeline because the last time you were on, we talked briefly about the Hawkeye show, and I know it's been it's been a really long time since I've watched it. I don't know when the last time you watched any. Oh of yeah, I watched the series. Don't worry. Okay. Um. We had been talking about that, I think, when either the first episode had been released or it was getting close to its release date. Um, and we had kind of, like, our theories about the show and what was happening. Uh, and I, I just wanted to get your, like, your general feel on that show. Like, how did you how did you feel about it? How did you feel about that ending? Like, um, yeah, I, I thought the show was, like, a solid show. Um, I've said it on the podcast last time, and I'll say it now, like, Every show and movie, I would give, like, a solid B, like, at the worst. Like, everything's a good show or movie. It just, like, there's some things that I took in. I'm like, oh, I don't really like this. I don't really like that. Um, and Hawkeye, I would say, is, like, the middle of the road uh, in terms of shows. I still thought it was a great show. Um, yeah. You know, Jeremy Renner does finally deserved um something at least you know a whole bunch of stuff with uh like if people don't know about the 2012 avengers movie 
like he threw kind of like a little temper tantrum kind of or had like some kind of dispute not being on the not being in the movie as much and all this stuff not having a ton of lines just kind of being there and then his you know his character has developed and he really showed out in this so i loved uh in terms of him and then Haley Seinfeld uh i think that's enough i always forget how uh, Stein, steinfeld yeah. steinfeld okay so uh Haley, you know as kate bishop was amazing uh florence Pugh was great uh spoilers if you haven't seen it and i'm not gonna pronounce his name because i always butcher it but kingpin was back uh oh yeah and well we saw him in episode like episode five like the you know the episode before the finale that was great um there was a rumor about him coming back and that was awesome so could we see dare like daredevil in in the mcu having his own show um that you know, raise all bunch of those questions i thought it was a good series you know yeah. um echo was phenomenal um you know her because she, she was rumored to have her show before Hawkeye even came out. And I'm like, I don't even know who Echo is. And then we see her. Um, so I thought it was a good show. I still yeah. think some shows are better in different ways. But Hawkeye was still a really good show. Real good ending. Uh, spoiler. Uh, with, you know, Yelena and uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye kind of uh, – I don't even know what what would you call it. Kind of just kind of like settle their differences with the whole Natasha sacrificing herself and everything. So yeah, because there was much that, like yeah. man, like Yelena's is gonna kill him. Like you know, Jer- like Hawkeye is gonna die at the end of the series just because you're not gonna stop. You know, you're not gonna kill off Yelena Florence Pugh. She just got in the MCU. Right. So if someone if someone's gonna die, it's. Uh, Hawkeye, but no, it was a great series. It was a nice ending. It could have been better in a couple ways, in my opinion, but I still thought it was a good show. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, man. Like, um, I was in the same boat with you about like I heard about this show called Echo that was going to come out, and I was like, who is that even going to focus on? Like, I was thinking maybe that's like a cover title for Daredevil. I'm like, that'd be cool, but then um, the way they introduced and handled um the character of echo i was like oh this is like this is really good i can see how this is gonna have like grounds for a series and all that um but then yeah like the way they handled um or not handled but like i really like that they gave um hawkeye a show rather than like his own individual movie because i feel like if they had done a movie it would have felt the same way as black widow did where it was like it's a good story, but it's coming a few years too late where it's it could have fit probably between a couple different movies versus like after everything has happened. And then um, it just I feel like it gave uh, Jeremy Renner chances to do something different with that character over six episodes rather than like having to cram a bunch of stuff with his character into two hours where part of it he's not even on screen or being developed in any sort of way. Like, I feel like this really gave him the chance to have some depth with um, Hawkeye as a whole. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and then to me, like, I've had my 
fits and shares with Black Widow. I mean, like I said, I thought Black Widow was a very good movie. Or not very good, but like a pretty good movie. Yeah. And if it was, if it like the exact same story, whatever happened with Taskmaster and everything, if that movie was just phase three, like after Civil War, before Infinity War, I feel like people would be like, okay, that like it's still a good movie. You know, yeah. Taskmaster was crap. We're all going to, no one's going to change their mind about that. But like, <laughs> okay, it still gives, all right, what's the post credit scene then? Maybe it's Natasha getting Steve Rogers, you know, or just like him, you know, come like him bearded or something like that, you know, trying to get everyone back together. Right. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye getting a series, like it actually, like you kind of feel the, a family connection between, you know, him and his kids, uh, him and his wife, you know, you get, you kind of get the family secrets with, um, I forget her, the wife's actual name. Um, but you find out that, uh, Clint's wife is actually a shield agent. So they actually met during shield. Um, and like, they have this history that we still don't know about yet. Could we see more of that? That's awesome. Um, it, it was really good to see more depth with Clint because yeah, we knew Natasha, but like we already kind of knew that, you know, she wasn't really, she didn't really have a family and she was kind of a lone wolf, but Clint, we actually saw way more than we have previous times we've seen, uh, Clint slash Haka. Yeah. And I, I don't want people thinking like, we're just bashing Black Widow, you know, all this stuff. Because, like, we loved her character. The movie was good. Um, but I think what's so unique about – or I say unique, but I think Hawkeye did differently than Black Widow was that because it was set after Endgame, it was set, like, in that kind of post time. Yeah, it, like, it was actually set in 2025. So it was actually years later. Right. From, uh, Endgame. Yeah, it's like what Black Widow kind of I know they had a lot of issues with it, but what they did wrong was they told a story about her from years prior between Civil War after like they released the movie after Endgame. So it's like you can't really do anything kind of new with her character because we already know her ultimate fate is that she dies on Vormir. Like, it kind of sucks. But with Hawkeye, like, he's still alive. He's grappling with that kind of guilt. Like, everything that he's seen and done, like, he's having to kind of contest with that. It gives you the chance to explore that and even, like, pass the torch. Because that's kind of seemed where it was heading. It was like he was going to pass the Hawkeye torch over to Kate Bishop. And I think that's ultimately what happened. Uh, Um, um, So they went... Well, in the end of Hawkeye, and again, spoilers for anybody listening, but uh, at the very end, you know, Hawkeye still lives, uh, and he brings Kate Bishop to the farm, and they kind of celebrate Christmas together, because Kate's mom's arrested, uh, you know, the dad's RIP, and I don't know where the stepdad, quote, Jack, is at the time, but they went to Christmas and celebrated, and both Kate and Hawkeye burned uh, the Ronin gear. Um, I, I really wanted more out of Ronin. I thought that was going to be more of an interesting character. 
uh, to see Clint more kind of like badass evil. But yeah. it was, it was, it is what it is. Um, but you know, they were saying, you know, Kate was saying, oh, what's my name gonna be? Could it be, you know, this and this or something? Like it was weird, like hot, like bird and eye and eagle eye, whatever it was gonna be. Yeah. And Clint's like, oh, I have an idea. And then the credits, Hawkeye. So he will pass the torch. Uh, and we're still probably going to see him still as Hawkeye. But she, Kate Bishop, will ultimately get that uh, title uh, next time we see her. Possibly in the Young Avengers. Possibly another show she could possibly be in. So that, like, that torch will be passed and is in the process of being passed. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like you said, like Black Widow, it was so weird and like nobody hates her character. Like nobody hates Natasha Romanoff right. as Black Widow. Like everyone loves Scarlet. Everyone loves what she has done and what she's put uh in the MCU. It was just weird because it's like you're telling a story. Like Captain Marvel, it was okay because it was like a more of an origin story, right? But right. like when you know Black Widow. But, like, we already know what happens in Endgame, but we're going to go back to 2016 and dive there. And it's more introduction to her family. And we're probably going to see the Red Guardian. We're probably going to see uh, – we're obviously seeing Elena back. We could see a new version of Taskmaster maybe and other Black Widows who uh, escaped the Red Room and everything. But, like, it wasn't really a Black Widow movie because, like, we all know she's dead. Um, and a spoiler for what if, I don't know if it could possibly happen, but in what if Natasha, um, like a, a multi, like a universe's Natasha got put into another universe with Captain Marvel and Captain America. So I, could we see a new universe's, um, Natasha Romanoff and like this MCU that's different than the one we grew up with? Maybe, maybe not. But it was just weird how it ended because we all love the character so much. So it, it was just kind of painful to be like, we're telling a story that should have happened earlier. Yeah. And I mean, maybe like benefit of the doubt to Disney and Marvel Studios and all of them. Like maybe they wanted to make that story after Civil War, but like maybe Spider-Man kind of got like, kind of overshadowed that, and then Infinity War picks up, like, right then, like, there were bigger projects to focus on, and that's, you know, that's okay, some things fall by the wayside, but, um, you know, again, we don't hate it, we're just saying, like, if things could have been done differently, we would have liked to see this happen, um, and whatnot, but, um, I gotta say, one of the highlights for me about that Hawkeye show was, uh, they introduced, uh, this group of villains, who are really bad at being villains. They, they were, the, they tried, like... They, they tried their best, bro. Funny. <laughs> yeah, they're called the Tracksuit Mafia. And those guys were absolutely hilarious. Bro. I loved them. Bro, bro. that's right. <laughs> like, I absolutely, like, I think, I think the band was Imagine Dragons. Um, And during, like, the last fight of finale, like, this one dude is fighting Kate... And he was like, oh, by the way, I got the Imagine Dragon tickets. And I'm like, what the, like, what the heck is going on? Like, was, in the middle, I, yeah, of, I remember that. In the middle of the fight, just be like, hey, I'm going to do a concert today with my girlfriend. <laughs> like, you don't mention that when you're fighting. 
but it was really cool because they're like literally and like i i'm you know doing all this stuff and it was the tracksuit mafia was hilarious great and it was like you'd have some of these moments where it's like echo being super serious and dark and like clint's talking about like ronan's dead like like black widow killed him and all this stuff like and then you just go to like bro what's going on like it's just the tra- it's just attractions be being yeah it's just them being super <laughs> nope, like nope, it's like no nope, like I, I try not to curse but it's like no no shitting around and stuff like that like uh, <laughs> i mean yes it's true yeah. and no no shitting like um, yeah <laughs> it's they, they were great like, it was just fun. It, it was the funniest thing because they always like were bad, and then one of the funnier things was um I forget the character's name, but everyone called him the wish version of Kit Harrington. Um, like I don't oh know yeah, I know who you're him. talking about. I don't remember his name. I but... don't know his name, but everybody's like, "This is the wish version of Kit Harrington." <laughs> um, and if you don't know who we're talking about or referring to. Uh, Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. Um, like, he hasn't been introduced as Black Knight, but he was kind of, room- like, he was teased uh, at the end of Eternals, which Ryan and I went to go see it, and we flipped out when we were seeing it. Uh, <laughs> but he was like the wish version of Kit Harrington, and it was just, like, his character seriously did not have to be written in there, because he-, he brought nothing in my eyes. But everyone yeah. called him the Wish version because he seriously did look like Kit Harrington. Yeah, he looked very similar, and like some of his even like mannerisms, like the way he would stand, and like the way like the set dressers or like the costumers had him look was very reminiscent of like this could be Jon Snow if he didn't like live on the wall. It's like yeah. it's very it's very funny. Oh man! So actually, I was thinking about this as we were talking. Speaking of. Um, Black Knight and Eternals. That didn't that come out before Hawkeye? I am so lost on all yeah, like so the Marvel stuff. I I, I kind of like know how everything like because like I pay attention to like release dates and everything. So how Phase Four has gone so far? Um, it is it was one division first, and then it was Falcon the Winter Soldier, Loki, and then the first Marvel movie. Black Widow, excuse me, I'm like burping. Uh, Black Widow, and then I'm pretty sure What If was after that, and then Shang-Chi, which was great. Oh, yeah. Um, it, that was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Uh, one of the best origin stories in the, in recent years. Um, and then it was Eternals, then Hawkeye, and then Spider-Way No Way Home. And then upcoming now, it's Moon Knight at the end of March, and then Multiverse of Madness, which we'll get into both Moon Knight and Multiverse, um, MOM, Mom, which everybody connects that with WandaVision. Um, <laughs> yeah. WandaVision is, you know, Wanda's a mom, and we could see both her kids. So, uh, Doctor Strange, Mom, um, that'll happen in May. And then I think, well, I think there's probably going to be another show. I think She-Hulk is going to be the next thing. And then it's Thor, Love, and Thunder uh, oh in the yeah. summer, which, I mean, this is the first – Thor is the first um, hero with, you know, another movie after his trilogy. You know, Iron Man had three. 
Uh, Cap had three. Um, I think that's it. I think they all had three. And yeah. now Thor is the first one with four movies, and Natalie Portman's coming back. Oh, that's going to be phenomenal. We haven't seen anything with that besides Christian Bale being uh, the God Butcher. Uh, forget his name. Uh, like the comic book name, but that's going to be ooh, Christian Bale in anything is ooh, oh yeah, fun. I'm excited to see how he commits to that. But um, so I'm trying to remember because like the last time I had you on the show, we definitely talked about Eternals yeah. quite a bit and like some of the backlash it got and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, technically, we could kind of go by that since like kind of pass by that since we already talked about it in the past, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Uh, if there was anything you wanted to bring up from it, I'm all ears. Like we could talk about that all day long. But I mean, the only thing, um, like I saw some deleted scenes that could have been a little better, um, but wasn't like a huge deal. But also, um, I did watch it a second time because I watch it. Most movies I watch with, you know, you or a group of buddies or just by myself and go see it first. Um, but also I watch it sometimes with my mom, you know, she's, uh, she's gotten a lot bigger with Marvel and everything. So I watch movies with her. So I watched Eternals with her. Uh, this is my second time. Like I did not want to watch Eternals again. I thought like, Oh, it's an okay movie. It just, it, it's weird. Cause you're trying to introduce, what was it? Nine characters in two and a half hours. It's like, it's going to be yeah. a little messy. It's going to be grindy. Uh, well, gritty, excuse me. And I watched it a second time. I'm like, okay, it's good in this way. It's bad in this. But at the same time, it's better after the second watch. But uh, I still thought Eternals was a fine movie. But just the criticisms were stupid of being it's it's diverse. Like, who cares? Yeah. But it, it shows off, like, different, you know, cultures and different people should, you know – be included in movies and everything but like the movie's not bad because of that the movie's bad because they're trying to introduce a whole bunch of characters like if you put the avengers if the avengers was the first movie it's like okay what's iron man's story what's cap's story what's thor's story what's what's everybody's story and game plan here you you don't know you're gonna get lost in it but if you actually and you can like take your time and be like Ajax series, Icarus series, and all this stuff, but you kind of knew what you're you're getting into, like, it's not going to be the best because you're trying to introduce everybody and get everybody's story in such a small time. Yeah, and it's it's tough because that's, um, like, when you really look at it, they were bringing in, like, nine to ten characters and then even setting up um, Dane Whitman to be the Black Knight. Yeah. and it's it's tough to handle all that those characters while giving each of them like some development, some characterization, and all this stuff. And um, also, and also, celestials like you're giving them yeah a little kind of character development with um Ar- uh Arishim, Arishim, the, yeah. the Dagum like the the judge, and like his like I like the thing was like I absolutely loved the CGI. And just the graphic design of everything. Like, I, I loved it. The oh, yeah. Celestials looked badass. Um, like, it, a lot of the stuff did look good. The costumes were good. And 
you know, how they manifested weapons and stuff like that. That was cool. And the comedy was good. But it's just, you're trying to introduce nine do, nine people and it's not, like, you don't really know, like, Ajax's story. You just know, okay, she's the long-term one and all this stuff. Like, you don't know, like, everybody. So, yeah, that's, like, a little muddy. Yeah, and I mean, again, it is tough because, like, you could do the way you were saying, which is, like, you give each of the characters a series, but then it's, like, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of money, like, it, it's a lot to go into. And props to the director, Chloe Zhao, for, like, she, oh, she was doing phenomenal. a great job. Of, yes. And she did, and I'm not saying, like, they did awful, like, they no, did no. phenomenal for what they could do, but they just have to go into it, like, if people were really thinking, okay, this was going to be the best Marvel film, like, I wasn't going into it hype, like, okay, this is going to be great. Because it's like, you're introducing, like, a dozen people and really trying to get into their story with two and a half hours. It's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. And it was. Like, I still give it a B, B plus, at best, A minus in some things. But, like, you kind of know what you're getting into with Eternals. So. Yeah. And it, it's what we talked about earlier with Hawkeye, like, you can do a two-hour movie for him, but then you're going to lose some of the things that made that show so great. You're going to lose some of those deeper character moments that you could have in several episodes rather than, like, you're cramming a whole story, like, all these character moments, all these, like, backstories, adding all these new characters. Like, it just becomes hard to handle um, over time. And, again, like, we're not saying it's a bad movie. It was it was good for what it was. Um, but it's, like, it, it's one of those things that I feel – um, went wrong with the Justice League uh, of DC when that movie came out like five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to do well because like the Justice League are the Avengers of the DC, of course. But yeah. like, um, when Avengers came out, they had everybody have at least a movie, at least an, an appearance. Um, like Hawkeye appeared in Thor, Black Widow was in Iron Man 2. Like, Iron Man had two movies, Cap, Thor all had one. So, it's like, everyone had, and Hulk had his, sorry. Um, like, everybody yeah, I, had... We forget, we forget about the Hulk movie, like, that was just... <laughs> we forget about that one sometimes. Yeah. Like, everybody had some kind of story where it's like, you understand where these characters are coming from, their origins, how they got to where they're at, and now they're coming together. DC didn't have that. They had a Superman movie, directed by Zack Snyder. Batman vs. Superman, which was like Batman's intro into the DC universe, which was, again, Zack Snyder. Both of those movies did okay. They didn't really, they kind of split some of the audiences. And then you roll straight into Justice League, or Wonder Woman and then Justice League. So you only have two characters who have a full fleshed out origin. You understand where they're coming from, like how they got to where they are. You have Batman, which everyone kind of knows his origins, everyone can kind of keep up with that. But then you're introducing Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg, who you have two hours to introduce them, and it didn't work. Like, you just couldn't introduce those characters into this big team environment and have people be like, okay, but what, like, how did this happen? Like, where are they? Like, where is their headspace at? Where are they coming from? All this other stuff. But And that's what I really liked about Zack Snyder's version. He put that out or I guess HBO Max put that out last year. Mm-hmm. That movie's four, like four and a half hours long or something, mm-hmm. but it gave you 
looks into each of the characters. It gave you an understanding of where they're coming from, why they're willing to join this team and do what they do. Like, if they had stuck with that, and obviously I say they should have stuck with that, but of course there were extenuating circumstances like Zack Snyder unfortunately lost his daughter during production, so he stepped back from the project to, you know, be with his family. And WB kind of came in and said, okay, we'll find somebody else to take over. And it just, they found Joss Whedon, and he tried doing what he did with Avengers again. And it just, it didn't pan out as well as he thought it would. It didn't pan out very well story-wise. And when you're coming into a film like Eternals, where there's double that amount of characters, obviously some things are going to fall by the wayside and you're going to lose, like, character moments, inspirations in that. But it's still, I think she did good in that it, you still were able to see certain turning points. Because whenever they say, like, we need to talk to so-and-so, like, there's a character they mentioned, his name is Fastos. He's kind of like their engineer, their creator, their inventor. Uh, they're like, we need to go talk to him so that way he can help us out with this part of the story. It shows you, like, he doesn't want anything to do with humans because of because he helped humanity advanced throughout time and because of those advancements humanity created the nuclear bomb and he was sitting in the aftermath of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings and he gave up on humanity like you still see some of these emotional moments that make you see where these characters are coming from how these characters develop to where they are right now that we're seeing them it's it's really well done for what it was like obviously you can't have a super long explanation of each character's introduction like you can with a four-hour movie. But, again, like, I I do like the movie, but, I mean, they're obviously... We're both in agreement that there are things they could have done better with some of the characters. But. Yeah, and, and like you said, I mean, Pastos, like, he had a lot of... He had a lot more characterization and more depth than other characters. I remember, I mean, uh, Fina. Like, Fina... Yeah. Like, her story is, like, she's the goddess of war, and then she has, I forget the thing they called it, but, like, whatever, like, her mental state is just gone. But, like, she had no characterization. We really don't know Fina. Besides, she's got, like, she's got some memory issues, and she's just an absolute badass. Like, you don't really know them. You really don't know Gilgamesh. Like... Gilgamesh is a really strong dude that really likes to cook. That's it. Like, you don't know, like, more depth. Like, you know Icarus. You know Sprite. You know – how am I losing her name? Um, Cersei. Cersei. Jeez. Like, you know Cersei. You know Fastos. uh, You know Druag a little bit because it's like he hates conflict. So he had his group of people – out in like I think Argentina, Argentina or Chile. So they were in the like they were deep in the Amazon rainforest. Like, oh, Amazon, yeah, they were deep there, and they're just like they just want to stay out of humanity and stop fighting yeah. and everything. So you know some of these characters, but like I said, you don't know Gilgamesh's story. You don't know age. Oh, yeah, like they both, you know, again, spoiler, they both died. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you didn't really know that, like Fina. Is still alive, but you really don't know her besides she's just got a little brain issue and that's it. Um, but you know all these other characters in some level. 
So it's like you got to pick and choose. Who do you want to know deep about and all this stuff? But it was still a, a great movie for what it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we kind of – we touched on that a lot when we last talked, and now I feel like, man, we've done, we've done pretty good on that topic. Yeah, Eternal, Eternals is going to be like a top-grossing movie after we're done talking with them. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. After we're discussed, like, we can seriously talk for hours about Eternals because it, like, it does introduce a ton that could possibly come back uh, later on down the line, kind of like Age of Ultron. Like, everybody's yeah. now like Age of Ultron. But, like, after you see Infinity War, after you see Endgame, like, you kind of respect Age of Ultron a little bit more because, like, I mean, Ultron was going to protect the world. That was his main mission, was to protect the world. Because he knew, oh, this is probably going to be a big purple, uh, big purple slash pink, uh, really tall dude that's probably going to destroy the world. So why not destroy it before he comes? And so We got Grimace from McDonald's coming in ready to wreck shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the nutsack of a chin that he's got. <laughs> Thank you, Peter Quill, for announcing that. But yep. yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you look at Age of Ultron, like it, you're right. It's very similar to like the way Eternals is setting up things. Age of Ultron did the same because it literally introduced Vision and Wanda, who would have their own show, and Vision and Wanda, who would become like some of the most powerful characters that you see down the line. And it's like without Age of Ultron, you probably wouldn't have had them come in in such a i guess well done way yeah um but yeah that that's yeah eternal i'm i'm excited to see where we can see some of these other eternals at because at the end of the movie like three go off into space to try and find other eternals and three stay on earth to continue living their lives um well, so, then those three, and then those three got snatched up by Aerosmith, and yep, like, yep. oh no <laughs> they get ubered out by Aerosmith. And just like we're gonna we're gonna have a chat, so, hmm. so yeah, I, I'm really excited to see like what else they can do with that. All right, you ready to talk about the big bomb of No Way Home? Oh man, go ahead. Like you, all right, off, man. So for the audience listening, we talked. I talked about this movie already with uh, my good buddy Aiden. We talked about this last episode. Um. Again, spoiler ban is lifted. If you don't want to be spoiled, stop right now and go watch the movie uh, and then come back. Um, man, I don't even know where to start because that movie was just – I mean, again, you and I were sitting right next to each other. I was smiling the entire time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like just from like we pick up right where the other movie left off and then it's just a roller coaster of emotions the entire way through. It's nuts. It was abs- it like, and I said, like, this is probably one of the best Marvel movies, like, out there, just because it, like, and again, spoiler, it brings back, um, like, fan-loved uh, characters. Um, it brought back William Dafoe, who, oh my god, he's the MVP oh, yeah. of the movie. Um, I don't care what you say, he is the MVP of that movie. Um, and then you got Doc Ock, you got Jamie Foxx, who... I mean, Jamie got robbed in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, he, he got done wrong. Um, yeah. Like, blue face. It was just not good at all. And then, because, like, like, the one thing, like, he wanted, like, um, unless I'm not blue, like, I, you know, 
if I'm blue, I'm out. Like, I don't want to be, yeah. like, CGI-based. And, you know, it's him. It's awesome. Um, I thought it was really good. And, you know, obviously, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire returned. Uh, Doc, the whole Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, that, you know, those little twists was, you know, was good. Um, but, man, I just loved most of the fight scenes. It was great. Uh, it really just got to your gut, man. I mean, uh, and again, spoilers. Like, I'm trying to say this all the time just in case. But, I mean, it may die, man. That got, that got me. That, oh, yeah, that, it got me too. I'm like, oh, shit. And then, you know, later on down the line, amazing fight scenes, working together with two other Spider-Men. Uh, it was phenomenal. And then at the end of the movie, you know, Doctor Strange casts a spell where everybody forgets Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. They forget about Peter Parker and Spider-Man's still there. And it's like, dude lost his girl. Dude lost his best friend. Dude lost his fan. Like he lost his aunt. He lost his uncle uh, previously. He lost his mentor. Like this dude, like him and Wanda, man. I mean, they lose everybody. It's like, you you look up everybody everybody else is going to die because they're going to lose yeah. everybody. And I was like, oh, my God. But it was still the action, the storytelling, um, just a character arc that uh, Tom Spider-Man went through. It it was just like, oh, my God. It, oh, it, yeah. was awesome. it was awesome. Yeah. It's like, man, like there's a scene where um, Aunt May is talking with Peter, like after Goblin leaves. Like he just like bombs the area and he jets out on the glider and they're just talking a little bit and I'm like oh no this is focusing on them way too much and then she's like she kind of like falters in her breath and I'm like oh oh damn it and then she just like she falls to the ground I'm like oh no it, it started I started crying man it got and, I almost started tearing up right there I mean I, I, I did tear up Ooh. and the thing was was uh like Peter had her blood on his hands and she immediately thought oh are you okay are you okay like she didn't worry about herself she didn't i guess she wasn't paying but she wanted to make sure that her nephew was okay and i mean poor happy too man i mean obviously happy doesn't remember peter but like i mean that that was her girl man like he wanted to be happy and now he's not happy because you know his girl died yeah, he really um, cared about her, and now she was he gone. Really too. cared about her and fell in love with her. Yeah. Uh, it it was just so. I mean, I, I just love the movie, all the twists and turns, and man, the best thing they could have done was uh, let William Defoe take over that Green Goblin role, and oh my god, like oh, yeah. get rid of the mask, destroy it. Holy hell, it was so good. Oh um, yeah, Alfred Molino. And Doc Ock was really good. Um, like I said, Electro was great. I didn't. I didn't really feel too great about Lizard and Sandman. And then, and the one thing about it is like, okay, it's the Sinister Six. Where's the sixth guy? And uh, they enter like because Venom had a movie. Sony's uh, Venom had a movie, and uh, it was Venom. Let there be carnage. Which was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it was it, it was okay. Um, and at the end of the movie, Venom shoots into the MCU. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. 
Like yeah. Brother Venom is a hero, or because like he's kind of an ant. Like Venom is like more of an anti-hero. Like he's a villain, but he's also a hero. It's really weird how his story is. Yeah. Like if Venom, dude, if it was fucking, it was I, I just cursed and I'm trying not to. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's the one. Yeah, it's the one. Curse. But like if it was four on five, like. Venom going after the lizard. Oh, big, like big bodies. Oh, that would have been good. Big bodies hitting. Um, or Venom just being a villain and going after the Spider-Man. It was just like, if Venom was in the movie, period, I don't care. Like, yeah, he was in the movie, but in a post credit scene. And he got blipped back to his universe. And I was like, okay, so that universe is Andrew Garfield, which we, we could see. It's rumored, but I don't know if they will ever do it. But yeah. I can still see a little Venom spottage and like he like crawling away. I'm like, okay, Venom is still in this universe. We just haven't seen that Eddie Brock yet. So will it be um I like Peter's best friend, like in that movie? I don't know like I'm putting like quotation marks. because uh, he like made a book about how he's great friends with Spider Man. Um or Peter Parker or whatever. So yeah. we could see him maybe. Um, I like r- like Ned is rumored to be a uh, Habo Goblin, um, which would be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Or Venom, I don't care. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, but I just thought Venom was kind of wasted. Is like the only thing, and Lizard and the Sandman weren't really like a big threat. But other than that, man, I mean, I thought it was a great, great movie. Absolutely, and like somebody. I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been on social media or YouTube or something like that. Or maybe I was even like talking to another friend about it. But um, somebody had brought up that it's like all three of these movies with Tom Holland's Spider-Man have been one big origin story. Because it's like, yeah, he's still, you know, being Spider-Man. He's still doing the hero gig. But um, it wasn't until he lost everything and still continued to do good that he became like spider-man like he he dropped all like facades of like having stark tech because it didn't recognize him anymore like he had no mentor he didn't have to worry about his friends getting hurt or like his girlfriend getting hurt or anything like that he still continued to be spider-man even though like every even though he pretty much had no support he was just like this is the right thing to do no matter what and I'm going to do it. And I think part of that was because of, like, I mean, when, you know, you got the classic line of great power, with great power comes great responsibility coming from Aunt May as she's dying. And it's like, even in her last moments, even after getting killed by Green Goblin, she still believed that they were doing the right thing. And that car- that stuck with them the entire time. Because, um, like, he's still making the cures and everything for all the villains and whatnot, even though he, he, I mean, we talked about this before, like he absolutely could have killed them all if he wanted to, like Spider-Man always holds back. Um, And so it's like, it's nuts that he still chose to do the right thing. It's just absolutely beautiful storytelling on the part of John Watts, the director. Like I cannot talk about that movie enough. Yeah. And he, he's a tremendous director. John Watts is, and he's going to direct Fantastic Four. Like, we don't Are you know, serious? Yeah, he's going to direct Fantastic Four. Because I looked on Wiki and I'm like, okay, what? Like, who's directing what and everything? 
and John Watts will his next film is Fantastic Four. So we don't like, and we're gonna talk about Multiverse of Madness later on. So we could have our theories there, but like Fantastic Four, man, like that that's gonna be a really good movie. And John Watts is a tremendous mind, so he's gonna he's gonna knock it out of the park. Him and Sam okay. Raimi. Like we could just give them all the Marvel films, they're just gonna knock it out of the park for real. Absolutely, yeah. They're... We just know they're gonna bring up oh. amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, like it was one giant origin story because it's like, okay, Peter, like Peter was way too reliant on his Stark tech to being great, and like he always had to have help, right? Like. Yeah. You know, Tony had to help him with a couple of missions and homecoming. And then, like, he put himself out there uh, with his, you know, normal kind of suit uh, to, you know, go after Vulture. And then Mysterio, he had to learn, okay, you can't trust everybody you see. You got to kind of read, you know, you got to read people and you can't just fully trust uh, everybody. And he kind of learned that with you know, do I trust this random weird dude that was saying he was on a bridge? Maybe, maybe not, but I'll trust him because of May. Um, But he's still gonna, like, he's still going to try and be the best person he can be while also being a superhero and fighting crime and everything. But I mean, it wasn't until he lost everything where he's like, I mean, I I got a fresh start, so I have to stick with the Spider-Man stuff and really focus on being you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great giant origin story. Um, it was, it, it was, it was phenomenal. And you know, hats off to uh, Marvel with really homing it. And, you know, home, uh, Marvel and Sony really making a great uh, trilogy uh, in Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, there's not enough good words to say about it. Um, and we w- we are going to keep on this topic because I I just, I just love that movie so much. But we are going to take a quick ad break. Um, just right here, we're going to stop for a second, catch our breath, take an ad break, and then we'll uh, we'll come back with some more. Uh... And we are back. Good lord, gotta love it. Um, as we've been talking about this uh, this movie, we have only touched on uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back like everybody thought it was going to happen as soon as the movie was announced they were like oh it's happening there's like they were looking for clues everywhere that it was going to happen and um even despite the film itself give andrew garfield an oscar for lying his ass off in every interview saying he wasn't in the movie that that was still the funniest story because like oh i'm focused on like tiktok uh, tick tick boom and I focus on this, I'm doing that, and I'm like, I just have no time, uh, I'm letting Tom handle it, and all this stuff, and, like, we all kind of knew, like, he's gonna come back, but we just didn't know how and everything, uh, yep. for two years, man, like, and he had to lie to ex-girlfriend Emma Stone about yep. it, because obviously Emma was uh, Gwen Stacy, um, in, the, in, you know, Andrew's, uh, series but i mean he had to lie to seriously every single person because like they he knew it from the start like hey we're gonna make this spider-man movie y'all are gonna come back don't say a daggum word like oh yeah 
and, and the thing with Toby is like it's easy because Toby hasn't been in a ton um, since you know since his time off. Like he's been in Brothers, which is a great film, um, kind of like a soldier with PTSD. Yeah. Um, he's been in like The Great Gatsby, and he's been in like some shows and movies here and there. But he wasn't like like after Gatsby, he was kind of like. I, you know, he's kind of behind and he's not doing a ton, but Andrew has keep on putting films out and he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Who daggum years you're out in the media and you're like, yeah, like it, I'm not in it and I'm wearing my butt off. And now it's just kind of like this weight, like, yeah, I was in it. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, now I can talk. Like now I don't I have to worry about... about the awesome experience of working with, you know, all Spider-Man's in the same room. And and I don't think people understand, like, Spider-Man is probably the biggest superhero because, like, he's a teenager. And a lot of kids can relate to his problems. And it's like, he's probably the perfect, uh, you know, superhero for everybody. I mean, he's, he's behind the mask. You can't see, you know, his race, his ethnicity. You can't see any of that. I mean, there's, you know, women. There's women. There's Spider-Women. There's... You know, uh, Spider-Man of all different races and creeds, like Miles Morales, who was kind of teased when uh, Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx, when they were talking, like, man, I wish there was a black Spider-Man. And the entire room was like, oh, like, Miles, like, that's going to be awesome. And, like, Into the Spider-Verse was an amazing non-MCU film. Um, So, I mean, it it was great uh, seeing Andrew lie his butt off and absolutely just hit his hit his role out of the park and he was phenomenal. Yeah. And you could tell like while they were on screen, the two of them, Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire, they were so happy to be back in that role. Like obviously it's been a long time since either of them have been Spider Man, but like people still love them. Like people are still saying like Toby's the best or Andrew's the best Peter Parker or whatever it is. Like people are still like all about those movies and all about their portrayals as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And to see all three of them come together, like we are Spider-Man. It's like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, and, and like, it was like, they haven't left that. Like that, that's the thing. Like with Toby, like obviously you see him age, like he's not a teen or in his twenties anymore. But, like, he fell back into his role, like, his, you know, his last day on set was yesterday. Like, he was, like, same character, everything. Peter was great. Uh, and I saw an edit, and it was really funny, because everybody talks about Bully McGuire, you know? <laughs> his kind of, like, bully sense when he had the Venom stuff in him. Yeah. And he's just on a cocky little a-hole. And when, like, they were trying to, like, a little halftime speech... Like, how are we doing this? Because they're getting their butts whooped in the early part. And Tom and, you know, Tom Spider-Man was like, ah, ah, ah. and he's like, uh, I was in I was in Avengers and I did all this stuff. And then the edit turns Toby in like black hair and the black suit was like, how is this helping? Yeah. Like that was like one of the funniest things I've seen. But yeah, it, it Toby and Andrew coming back into that role, like for fans, it was just out of the park, hit a home run. It, like everybody was screaming and you know clapping everything. Our theater was real small; like you didn't have a ton of people in it. Yeah. Or like big, or say like no COVID, big theaters. Like oh my god, you probably couldn't hear yourself cheer. 
because oh, no, you wouldn't be able else to. was cheering too loud. It was it was still a great moment to see them pop. Yeah. And it, it's like what we talked about with um, – and, I mean, you touched on this briefly, but it's like what we touched, talked about with um, Willem Dafoe, like Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx coming back. It's like they – it felt like they had never left. Like, obviously, Jamie got, like, a revamp for his character. Like, he looks different. He's not He's not blue. Um, yeah, that, was, and, like, that was bad. <laughs> like, they changed him up a little bit, but it's like it's still the same character. Like, they just jumped right back into that – character and you could see that with um andrew and toby it's like it basically like sam raimi was um directing the original spider-man trilogy and just told uh toby like all right you're gonna go over to that lot where john watts is working go shoot some scenes on that spider-man film too yeah it felt like he just jumped right back in not a care in the world it was like oh this is this is great like ah, i just i loved it and you could see that like camaraderie on like in the scene right before the final battle, like they're at the Statue of Liberty and they're just talking. They're just hanging out, being friends. Like, yeah, we're and it's like, and it's like it's like when you have like a it's kind of like a reunion almost kind of like thing. Yeah. It's like you're telling like war stories and what happened and like, you know, Tom saying like, Oh, I went like I went to space to fight an alien and Tom was like, Oh, I fought an alien, but I'm just you know, proud of you for going in space. And yeah. Andrew's like the little brother, like, man, I wish I fought a deck of alien. Like, kick a fight an alien. Like that. Like, I yeah. wish I fought an alien. Boom. And like, and again, like, everybody's saying, like, oh, make a Spider Man 4. Oh, make an amazing Spider Man 3. You know, finish a trilogy for Andrew, which would yeah. be great, obviously. But it would. You know, again, you know, with people's times and do people, are people really going to see like a one-time thing where Andrew's not going to be Spider-Man after this. Do you want to put yourself through that? Emma Stone too, and all these people. Like, it, would it be great? Absolutely. But, like, eh, we just we just don't know, you know? But yeah. uh, it, it's still magnificent. Uh, like, it was kind of like Brothers and, like, yes, they're Peter Parker, but it's kind of like the multiverse thing. They have their own stories and they have their own different, you know, paths that they went on. But it was still awesome. Yeah, and it's it's cool that they touched on that like throughout the movie. Is like, yeah, they all have the same name, but they look different and they've walked like different paths of life. Like they all intersect at like they got bit by a spider and they decided to use their new abilities to help people. But like other than that, their paths have taken so many different turns, and they talk about that a lot. Like. You've got the uh, the lab scene where they're working on all the cures for the villains. It's like Toby is talking to Andrew, like, have you like got anyone in your life? And uh, Andrew said he had, but he just didn't have time for it anymore because he was focusing on the Spider-Man stuff. Like, it just it's so good to see them still continuing with like everything that happened in their movies. They're bringing here, and they're like able to ask each other about that in character. They're just like. Yeah, so, like, what happened after the credits start rolling on Amazing Spider-Man 2? He's like, I just poured myself into Spider-Man. What about you? It's like, I mean, MJ made it work, you know? Like, it took some time, but we got there. Like, it's so cool to just see, like, them come back and have explanation for what happened after these movies. I love it so much. It was awesome. And one of the funnier things that I totally forgot about, like you were bringing up, though, was uh, everybody's webs. You know, like Andrew yeah. and Andrew and Tom, uh, they had like they had to build their own webs, and you know, 
different stuff, how to shoot their own webs and everything. But with uh, with Toby and like how his, you know, how Sam Raimi made it, it's through his wrist. Like it's actually like, you know, it, it shows how different you are. Like each Spider-Man is like, you know, you can shoot spider. Like there was like different universes where, you, like your webs were hard as steel, or they actually came out of your wrist and everything. And I love how Andrew, like, after Toby shoots his web out of his wrist, Andrew's like, how in the hell? <laughs> like, how did you do that? Yeah, uh, it's just getting close. Like, how did you do that? I'm so intrigued. Well, I'm like, what the heck? I want that. Um, yeah. Like, they ran out of webs, and Toby doesn't. And Toby doesn't run out of it. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, fluids in him. Uh, and also, you can't forget about the meme kind of scene, right? Like, Spider-Man pointing at another Spider-Man, and everyone's pointing at each other and they did that like kind of twice like in the lab yeah. they're like because Ned was like hey peter and they're like which peter this peter or you like that peter or what about so that was like do you want do you want this one you want that, that one yeah and then of course peter one peter two peter three and uh i always do the hand motions of andrew like i'm peter three i'll take it yep uh yep. But it was it was a phenomenal movie like nostalgia and just fan service it, it really just elevated everybody. It was, oh my God, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was funny because we were talking about that, like that meme moment after we had watched the movie. We were talking about it. I was like, man, I wish we had like, seen them just like standing around pointing at each other. And then like the next day you sent a link. It was like a TikTok or just a YouTube video. And you're like, oh no, they, they actually did. It was a little more did. subtle. But, like, didn't yeah. notice it. I was like, oh, thank God. And it was Andrew Garfield's idea. Yeah, because they're like, okay, we got to do the meme. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we, we're going to have to, right? Like, we, there's multiple Spider-Mans in a movie. We're not going to let this blow away. Right. So, it, it was still phenomenal. And, and, like, this is, like, the longest we've talked about. Besides Eternals, like, this is the longest we've talked about it. But, like, it was so good with the death and the villains. And it, it just really showed how, like, Marvel actually took their time to really make this a masterpiece. Yeah. And, and, I, and I for real mean this, I think No Way Home is probably the best Marvel movie because the story of itself was great, fan service-wise. It, it nails on the head with a lot of people, and everybody actually does get something out of it. Again, besides Wizard and Sandman, they were just there. But, like, it, it was really good to see everybody in the movie you know, be raised a little bit from what they were when they left off to now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have so many more thoughts on that movie, but I want to shift gears. Yeah. Um, because we still got two more major projects to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, one of which I think we can only really cover a little bit and that is Moon Knight. Um, there's not a whole lot out right now. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Dr. Strange, but we'll get to that in a little bit. There's only been like, uh, like a full trailer, a couple TV spots maybe. So we don't really know a whole lot that's happening. We know some of the basic premise. We know we're going to see him and his origin story and like him. We're, we're just going to see a lot of cool stuff with it. But I want to hear your initial thoughts based off of like the limited things we've seen. Like, what do you think? Like, how do you think this is going to go? Kind of. Um, you know, I think this is going to be probably one of the more darker uh series we have seen and you know we we've seen like little dark spots here and there with possible themes and these little moments here and there 
Uh, WandaVision was kind of the start of something dark. Um, if you remember in WandaVision, uh, I forget which episode. I think it was episode three or whatnot. And, like, at one point you saw Vision's corpse. Like, a dead corpse with the, you know, the Mind Stone out of his head, dashed out of his head. And you still see him walking around gray-eyed, just gray all over. It's like, oh, that is very dark for a Disney Marvel type of show. And we're kind of like, man, we want Ghost Rider. We want all these projects in here. And Moon Knight was labeled it. And Kevin Feige's like, no, we're actually going to make this a dark series. Like, this is not going to be for the faint of heart. Like, we're putting some real daggum things into this. Right. Um and I, I'm excited for that. I, I loved Punisher uh, when it was on. Uh, that hell movie. yeah, dude! Daredevil, um, and these shows like yes, they weren't MCU, but whole and like Luke Cage as well. Um, but like these shows did not shy away of blood, gore, just beating the absolute crap out of people. And Moon Knight in his first trailer. I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was a werewolf or it was a person or whatnot because they were saying like, oh, it's labeled as a person, but it could be a werewolf, whatever it is. Moon Knight is beating just the tail end of this dude. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is this is one of those shows. Yep. And, and Kevin's like, yeah, that's probably going to be the lightest thing you're going to see in this show. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because then it does, like, depending on how brutal this show is able to go, like, it'll really open up the door, hopefully, for us to see, like, a brutal Punisher show made through the MCU. Like, if we can see that, I'll be, I'll be so happy. And, like, I'm really looking forward to this, too, because of that. Like, he's he's like, yeah, we're not shying away because, like, in the comics... Moon Knight is a brutal character. Like we're not gonna sugarcoat that at all. We're going in for it. Yeah, and and like I forget the group, like the little inner group within the Avengers, but it's Moon Knight, it's Punisher, it's freaking Ghost Rider, which I can't wait to see. Oh, yeah. And hopefully it happens. Uh, Norman Reedus, I know everybody wants him like a fan cast. Yeah. Uh, would it be cool? Absolutely, but we, you know, because like he, the only thing that's linking them two in is motorcycle. That's it, because. You know, Norman's Daryl in The Walking Dead and Ghost Rider. What do they have in common? They have a motorcycle. And <laughs> it just looks real badass. Um, right. But, like, you know, future Ghost Rider, Blade, uh, especially in the early 2000s, Blade, like, was bloody. Blade was kind of gory. Are yeah, we it was. The same thing uh, with the MCU's Blade. Are we going to see the same thing with Black Knight? Are we going to see any of these characters uh, come in the show? And I'm excited for Oscar Isaac, man. Like I, I've watched a lot of his stuff. Uh, most recently, Dune, and like Dune, he's only there for like 20 minutes of screen time, and then he's dead. Spoiler. Mm. Uh, but that's been out since like May or something. Uh, but like you know, he's he's phenomenal actor, phenomenal range, and and I, I don't even know like the like where the actual character is from. Uh, like, he has, like, this different kind of accent. Um, but, you know, Mark Spector, it's going to be great. He's going to knock it out of the park. And I I'm very excited because they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, if I'm asleep or if I'm awake. I'm like, oh, that's going to be trippy as hell then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to yeah. see stuff that's going to scare the crap out of everybody. And the one thing I hate is we're still a month away from it. 
And, like, we have not seen anything new Marvel-related since No Way Home. So, we get a couple months off of it, but January flew by, February feels so slow, and you still got another whole month in March, um, you know, to go by until you see, you know, Moon Knight. But I'm extremely excited for it. But I'm also saddened by one thing. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. But his name's, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it, uh, Gaspard Yoel. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He was a French actor, and uh, his name in the show was um, Anton Mogart. And I, I don't know any of his story. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not like caught up with any Moon Knight stuff. I'm definitely going to do that uh, later on in weeks. But hearing about how he passed away um, – you know, and, you know, he was 37 years old in a skiing accident. It, yeah. it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, cause everybody's like, um, yeah, like this Moon Knight actor passed away. And I was like, what? And turns out, you know, it was, you know, just a little accident. Uh, it was no one's real fault. And, you know, he sadly passed away, but, uh, you know, I, I'm hope, you know, hopeful that it, I'm, I'm pretty sure like he's going to, you know, be great. I've, I haven't seen anything that he's made. It's a lot of French movies, right. um, but you know, ho- like I, I guarantee he's gonna uh, make Anton a great character. And it's sad that this is gonna be the last thing uh, his family, his fan base will see of him uh, because he is, you know, he was taken from us uh, at such a young age. Yeah. It, it does. So I remember looking at that and um, our good friend Spencer told me about it um, while we were in class one day and I started reading about it. I was like, oh, that, yeah, that really sucks, dude. Like I, I'm looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer um, because I'm in the same boat. Like I, I don't watch foreign films that often and most of the stuff he's done because he's a French actor, you know, it's, it's French movies and TV shows mostly. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him like bring his A game to, Moon Knight because like most actors that get brought in if not all uh to the MCU they they give it 110 percent and I know he was no different because he was a very for what he was like for what limited uh information I know about him I know he was a good actor so I'm really looking forward to seeing him do that and it is a damn shame that he's you know he's gone so yeah absolutely but I mean other than that uh sad note I'm still excited for Moon Knight Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and, it, and I forget the actual disorder that it is, but multiple personality disorder, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, these different characters and how o- Oscar has to – he basically has four uh, characters in one show. So – and he's a phenomenal actor, and I think he'll be able to um, make all these different actors, like, their own actual people – so it, it, it's it's tough work for you know a phenomenal actor. So it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, March thirtieth. So can't wait yeah. for it. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, last thing that I know we're going to talk about. This could take up a good amount of time. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're diving into Doctor Strange because holy hell, they got two trailers out, and the one they put out. It, like was it this week or it, it was it was sun it was uh, Super Bowl night so it was just past uh, Sunday, yeah. From, from um, when we were recording, it was about a week ago. Yeah, 
And my God, did it break the internet. It just sent everyone to watch it. It was amazing. Um, I, I, I don't even know where to start because, like, you see some stuff that they're planning to do, like some of the trippy effects they got going on, because it's Sam Raimi directing it. And it's also um, Doctor Strange, and what we've seen in that Doctor Strange, in the first one, was trippy as crap. Oh, but, yeah. But this one's going to be even better. It's, oh, man. I'm I'm super stoked about it. Um, because one of the things they've done, and this is now, like, public knowledge, you know, it's in a, a trailer, so it's not a spoiler anymore. Um, they're bringing back Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Yeah, that... I'm stoked. Oh. I, I cannot be more excited for that because like I one of the first superheroes I can remember watching was like the older X-Men movies. So like him as Professor X and obviously Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because that's you know that's what he is. Um, so like seeing him come back into the Marvel universe as the same character kind of like what we talked about with Toby, Andrew, Willem and Alfred like I, I'm just I'm over the moon about it. But again, I want to get your thoughts because um, just because I want to hear what you got to say. We talked about it a little bit over text, but I'm really stoked to hear what you got to say about it. Um, This, okay, so I'm saying No Way Home is the best Marvel movie right now. Uh, I think my opinion will change in May. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm seriously that stoked for it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, oh my God, dude. Like, I, I absolutely love what Benedict has brought. Benedict is a tremendous actor, period. So, like, in, anything he's in, he's going to knock out of the park. Yeah. Um, and his Doctor Strange is just that damn good. And Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda is just, oh, my God. Um, and then, like you said, like, the first kind of stuff I was watching when I was a kid was X-Men movies. You know, it yeah. was... X-Men Origins, it was uh, Wolverine, uh, it was before MCU, and it was like, man, these movies are pretty daggum good. The one I can remember the most was uh, X-Men The Last Stand, like the, the third movie in that trilogy. Bro, same, yeah. Yeah, like that was like the first, like we were seven, it was like 2006, 2007, and it was one of the first movies I remember watching, and my favorite, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bulkier dude, if people haven't met me, like, I'm a bulkier dude. Like, I, I got a little, uh, you know, bitter belly. But, like, I'm, I'm a bulky dude. I'm a strong dude. So, I really love the Beast. Like, just anything oh, like yeah. it, Like, I love Hulk. I love Beast. I love the Fang. Anything, like, big and muscular. I'm like, that's just me. So, I always love it. Uh, so, I was, a bit, I was a big fan of Beast. But, um, yeah, seeing Patrick Stewart in the trailer is like, well, we have to tell him the truth. I'm not going to do an English accent. I'm not an actor. I suck. At any accents, um, but seeing like, oh yeah, we have to tell him the truth, and it was like, and he's wheeling up, and I'm like, oh, that's Patrick Stewart, like that's not that that can't be anybody else besides Patrick Stewart as Charles right. Xavier. And you see in the trailer, and like obviously it's out right now, so go ahead and watch it; it's gonna blow your mind. Um, there's possible theories of Tom Cruise gonna be in the movie as like the ultimate Iron Man. Um, could we see a Reed Richards? Could we see a different version of Black Panther? Could we see all this and stuff like Kang? Could we see like a Kang variant? Um, 
which oh, that, that would blow my mind. Oh my god. Um, and like we're like hopefully our schedules and now everything work. Like we're gonna see that movie. Oh, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll have to make it work. Um, that's gonna be a tremendous movie. Um, I'm excited. It's gonna be more horror than anything. Like we're we're I would say Moon Knight. Like we're getting into like a dark kind of, uh, like a dark version of the MCU with Moon Knight with Multiverse of Madness. Like the trailer to me seemed dark. Like we're gonna see zombie Wanda and Strange. We're gonna see just like. There was a scene with like Zombie Strange. I don't. I think it is Zombie Strange or like Nightmare, possibly. But like the little hand thing that he did in Infinity War, they were doing the exact same thing yeah. with him, and it's like, oh, that that's scary. <laughs> like, I, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I'm you know, uh, America Chavez is going to be tremendous. Um, I can't wait to see. I don't know about the bull character. But, like, everybody loves to, like, anyone different or looks different, it's like, yes, I want him to be amazing. Like, the bull, the uh, the manator, uh, I think that's oh, what yeah, yeah. properly called. Uh, the manator, like, all. Oh. <laughs> uh, and seeing Mordo back, it's, oh, my God. It's yeah. a stacked cast, and I'm excited for it. I mean, like, I can just break down the trailer. And they're going through, like, different universes and everything. So one of the one of them was uh, like a, a comic book version, like a comic book uh, or more comic e universe. Yeah. And if you actually look at the poster, it is a shattered piece of glass, and it looks like Captain Carter's shield. And it's rumored that she's in this, but like it was also rumored months ago that Patrick Stewart, like or Charles Xavier, was going to be in it. So. If we're if I see Charles Xavier rolling up, I'm not gonna get out of the question that Captain Carter could be in this film. Bro, um, if I see Patrick Stewart getting rolled up and Captain Carter is right behind him, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. I'll lose it. All right, two two of Britain's best right here. <laughs> oh my god, like it's I mean, I, I like you don't like obviously the Illuminati is the big question. Like, is this actually the Illuminati? Because it is six chairs, so like, who's in it? Like in, in the comics, it was uh, it was Tony, it was Doctor Strange, it was uh, Charles Xavier. Uh, Black Panther was kind of a late addition to it. Uh, Neymar, uh, Reed Richards, and like Black Bolt, I think his name was. Um, yeah. So could we see like the MCU's version? Like could Mor- could Mordo like this Mordo version uh, be in a, like this? Uh, uh, what was it? The Sorcerer Supreme uh, in his universe. Like, could we see Patrick Stewart? Could we see Reed Richards? Oh, my God. Um, like, John Kaczynski, like, everybody wants him to be uh, the new Mr. Fantastic. So, that would be awesome. I- I'm just very excited. There's a lot of theories. And I don't want to do, like, a lot of the theories. Like, oh, I want to believe all these theories because it may not happen. Like, WandaVision. Right, I don't know yeah. If you remember that. But everybody was talking about, oh, Mephisto. Mephisto oh is the big daggum, big bat. Like, he's going to be the big bat of the MCU, the new Thanos. Oh, my God, he's in this. And obviously, we didn't see him in WandaVision, and it kind of lowered everybody's expectations. Well, yeah. after WandaVision and all that stuff, and I still think it's a great series. I think it's the second best series 
they've made by only behind Loki. Um, it's still like, okay, we can't go wild with these theories. Let them, sh- like, they're going to show us all this stuff. And we can have theories and everything. But, like, let's go into the movie, blank mind, and just be like, okay, let's enjoy the film instead of being like, oh, I want this character in, this character in, this character in. Because it was a running joke, and it was like, okay, now we're going to see, like, Darth Vader in this movie. We're going to see Ben. <laughs> we're going to see Gandalf in this movie. It's like, like, obviously, they're all in their own series and everything. But, like, yeah. let's enjoy the film, and, you know, whatever they give us, let's enjoy and see how it goes. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, I want, you know, Hugh Jackman Wolverine in it. I want, um, like, all these characters in it. Can, um, I forget the actor's name, but Magneto of the first class, like the uh, the more Fox universe, uh, like in the 2010s era. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Magneto come up and everything. It's like, let's wait. Let's be patient and just see what happens. But seeing, seeing a bald guy roll up, kind of like he was in a chair, and hearing Patrick Stewart's voice, I'm like, okay, he's in it. <laughs> like, we don't yep. need to uh, stretch for that. He's in it. Or they're like really black, they're blackballing us to crap. Like that's gonna hurt if he's not in the film. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited and like I said, I think this is gonna top No Way Home in my opinion because like the hype on this is real, man. Oh yeah. Like here's like here's what I want people to understand is like when it comes to the amount of characters that could be in this or the potential for certain characters, treat it like a Christmas list and opening Christmas gifts where it's you want certain things. Sure. Like you can ask for certain things. Absolutely. Like you can ask for Hugh Jackman to appear in this movie, or you could ask for a bike. Um, but if he's not in it, but you get other characters respect that be like, Oh, this is awesome. And realize the potential that brings rather than like, Oh, this movie's a piece of garbage. Cause Hugh Jackman wasn't in it. Like, one, the one character I wanted so bad wasn't in it. Right, like, like, like obviously, like I want my theories to be right, and like, oh, if Ghost Rider would be here, it'd be cool, and all these characters. But it's like, you're not gonna fit. Like, and Marvel has, and Marvel and DC have a crap ton of characters, like hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of characters. And could all of them see the light of day in the MCU? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Maybe in their own kind of like versions, maybe. But like. You got to understand, this is probably going to be two and a half, at most three hours. Um, I don't see it long past that. Like, because most movies now today are about, uh, and like, they're about two hours now. Like, yeah. Marvel movie wise, they're about two hours. So if we get two and a half, three hours long movies, um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to have some characters in it. But like, we're still going to have. Our characters, like, Wong's going to be in it. We're going to have Zombie Strange and Zombie Wanda. We're going to have our Scarlet Witch, not just Wanda Maximoff, our Scarlet Witch, who's going to oh, be... Oh, yeah. She's going to be just mwah, chef kiss. Uh, it, it was like, this is going to be awesome. So the new characters we see, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Um, yeah. And, like, and there's obviously, you know, talks, because if you've seen the trailer... There's somebody coming out of, like, you know, rocks or whatever, like, you know, whatever they were coming out of, like, this blue and yellow thing. I was like, is this a variant of Captain Marvel? Is this Monica Rambeau? Is this Kang? Is this a new 
version of Kang? Yeah. Is this uh, Tom Cruise's uh, Ultimate Iron Man? Like, what is this? So we don't know that one character. But just in that one shot alone, it's like, that could possibly be four characters everybody's hoping for. Yeah. So it's like, well, whoever it is, when we see him, like, oh, it's going to be sweet. <laughs> so, And you, you sent me something yesterday as we were talking, like, this was before we had the discussion to oh, like, yeah, have you on right. the show. Right. Yeah. We were, you'd sent me a video of someone explaining a theory that that same character that people are thinking it's like superior Iron Man, a Captain Marvel variant or all these things. It could also be this character simply known as Nova. Oh, like, yes, right. This, I forgot this about awesome, that. awesome character. Um, like, it could be someone that people aren't even expecting. And if it turns out to be that, it sets up a whole, like, plethora of new things. Like, yes. Oh, man, I'm just so excited for that. That, like, this, and the thing is, like, they have these movies every once in a while. Because, like, again, they, like, they kind of pick and choose which gets to hype sometimes. Like, Black Widow, it got hype. But, like, not a ton. Shang-Chi, the hype was kind of, like, okay. But it exceeded everybody's expectations. Eternals had no hype. No Way Home had all the hype in the world. Yep. Um, But, like, Moon Knight, it's going to have some. And, like, maybe, you know, later on down the line, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, Thunder? Thunder, excuse me. I can't talk. It will uh, be Thunder. It, well, no, I said Thunder. Like an F. Yeah, it will It will be Thunder. It, it will be Thunder. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Like Thor, the new Thor movie, Black Panther, and then Quantumania, which, like, that's confirmed. Kang, like, Kang the Conqueror will be in that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, which will be exciting. But could we see a version of Kang before then? Possibly. Um, but nah, man, I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the hype for 2022, it's going to, it could be something really good. We had nine series slash shows in. 2021 all of them were great and i expect that to be similar uh in this series and multiverse of madness you know like i mentioned dr strange mom uh and like oh and i forgot about the wanda and like the past wonder kind of like uh with her like they were in the scene like in westview like the westview home yeah um, like that like could that be zombie wanda or like a different version or a Mephisto, you know, whoever that is. Um, I, I'm just so excited in all these different aspects. I just can't wait. Yeah, like Spider-Man No Way Home played on the multiverse kind of it, – it pulled on that kind of string. But now this is just like, screw it. Like, plug your nose. We're going into the deep end. Like, this is going to be absolutely, like, trippy, like, full of fan service that I'm, I'm here for. Like, give me all of it. And just – awesome storytelling like it looks like it's gonna be so good i'm so excited yeah it's like i mentioned i uh it's gonna be a great great movie i'm hoping um and again like i i'm really exceed like i want my expectations like top roof where no one can reach them but i'm like i want some new characters in here i want some surprises i want some good action and whatever you give me, I'll be fine with. Just make it good and not sloppy. Yep. But, like, Marvel, they've done this for almost a decade and a half. They're going to be fine. It, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I think at this point they know that, like, taking their time with it and kind of, like, 
not rushing the story and not just like throwing characters in it because we can is the way to do it. They know that it's like, and with it being a movie about the multiverse, they kind of have some leeway that they can put some characters in there and just be like, oh, different universe. We'll come back to that at some point. But like, I really do feel like because of the scale of this movie and the kind of stuff we're dealing with, they are going to be very careful with it. And they're going to make sure that it's like, people don't get lost in the weeds of like, well, what is the multiverse? Like they'll make sure it's something everyone can keep up with. Yeah. They'll hash it out and they'll be very, cause like with DC, it's kind of like, all right, what? Like DC is really weird because they, they, they had no idea like what their universe is and like exactly how to explain it. But Marvel since Iron Man, like they've hashed out little by little and yeah, they leave some holes open. Like, Oh, this is a plot hole. Like Age of Ultron, like that was the one movie. It's like there's so many potholes in it. Infinity yep. War put it in, Civil War put it in, uh, Endgame puts some in. Like they're gonna fit. Like there's probably gonna be holes, quote unquote, maybe in this movie. I, I would. This would be like one of those movies probably. But down the line, we'll see. Oh, this is because of this and that, and it's gonna go back to multiverse and bring it up even more. So. Yeah. They're going to take their time, and if there is a hole, they'll explain it later. I'm confident in it with what I've seen, but I, I'm still going to say, like, over and over, I'm, I'm excited. It, I just, it just sucks that it's in May, dude. It's yeah. in May, and we're in mid-February. It's like, I mean, we do have March Madness, so that'll go back quick. I know you're not a big sports guy. Uh, but no, March- but I know that'll, that'll fill your guys' podcast. Well, yeah, that'll fill up a lot of time, and – you know, I work uh, for a football program, so we got a big spring stuff going on, so that'll be quick. So May will come around, but it just feels so long away because it's February 19th as we're recording this. So right. yeah. it just feels so long away, but I'm so excited. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to take a while, and as it gets closer, it's going to feel like more excruciating because it's just like, it's like we got another hour. Come on! Like we got another hour to get through before it becomes three days till the movie or something. Like it's gonna yeah. it's gonna hurt for a while, but we'll get there and it'll be awesome and it'll be well worth the wait. So one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, we can talk a little bit about um, the Batman if you wanted to, because that's coming Ooh, out that's right. in yeah. March. Right? It, yeah, it comes out I think March fourth. Um, it, it's very it's very close. So yeah. that movie, The Batman. It's not just Batman. It's The Batman. The Batman. Yeah, you're right. The uh, Batman. My it comes out March fourth. So yeah, that... uh, that's gonna be very interesting. You know, like yeah. And, and the thing is, like when every when he was when Robin Pattinson was announced that he was gonna be the next Bruce Wayne, like it, it, it's kind of like me too uh, in the version of like I'm with this group of how many Batman movies have we gotten. And, like, it's just kind of, like, meh at some point. Like, Michael Keaton's had his, um, you know, uh, Christian Bale had his with Dark Knight is tremendous with Heath Ledger. Dark Knight Rises. Uh, that trilogy was awesome. Yeah. Um, we've had all of our Batmans and all this stuff. It's like, we're going to start something else again where it's – because now, like, we're watching, like, the MCU. It's kind of like – well, this guy's going to have, like, two movies and then be done. Like, we want to see, like, this fill out for a while at least. Um, but just a trailer and, like, these dark themes and 
this is like going to be grimy DC, like we have seen in the past. But Robin Pattinson, he's going to knock us out of the park as Bruce Wayne. Um, Zoe, was it Kravitz or Kravitz? Uh, Kravitz, 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 Kravitz. Um, I know Zoe is going to absolutely kill it. Um, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal actress. Yeah. Um, when you know, with uh, High Fidelity, Divergent. Uh, I don't know if you remember her in X Men First Class. Um, I forget the her character's name, but she very was, vaguely, yeah, yes, she was in that for uh, she was a character in that. She was good in that. Um, you know, she's a phenomenal actress. You know, amazing talent of a woman. Um, she, she's phenomenal, and mm-hmm. her as like the cat woman, you know, cat woman. Uh, like, could we see her in you know that kind of stuff? Maybe. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Catwoman movie because that was trash. Um, but uh, with Halle, ba- Halle Berry, and she's a tremendous actress as well, give her credit. But that, that movie was awful. Um, but I- I'm very excited to see it. And again, like we all talk about Marvel, and like because they, they do have the better movies long-term than DC does. But DC, when it really wants to, it can knock it out of the park. Like I mentioned, oh, yeah. Night. Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, Joker, uh, even Tom Hardy Bane was like, this, this is phenomenal. Christian Bale, yeah. like I said, Christian Bale in anything, he'll knock it out of the park. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's one of those actors, and it's always weird, and I've seen this, where it's like, he gains um, like he gains so much weight for a role, and then he loses it all within like a month or two, and like he's a drug dealer or whatever, but he's one of those method actors. It, it's tremendous, and I cannot wait to see him in uh, Thor, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder uh, later on in I think July. So that's yeah, phenomenal. I'm really excited for it because it's like it looks like it, it doesn't even look like it's gonna explore Batman's origin. Like it's not gonna make you sit through another like Batman's parents were killed in an alleyway and he decided he would never kill and he would help people like we're not we're probably not going to see that again we might i'm not really entirely sure but um it just it looks phenomenal it like looks like a really grounded story and like it's just it's like what we talked about with like moon knight and the mcu going forward like it looks like it's going to be brutal and i'm all about it because batman is a brutal character like he is someone that he takes no crap from anybody. He just does what he needs to do. Like it, it's phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him in action. Absolutely. Was, yeah. I feel like I, I, I need to go cut you off. Go ahead. No, I, uh, I was just about to say. I feel like I was one of the people that, like, maybe one of the few, or maybe one of the many, um, that when I heard Robert Pattinson was announced as Batman, I was just like, oh. Oh, because I started thinking about the possibility. I was like, okay, that could that could work. But it, then it was like two years later when we even heard like the full cast. Like we yeah. heard Robert Pattinson as Batman in like 2019. 2021 comes around, we hear the full cast and we get a trailer. And now it's starting to like pick up more and more steam in terms of like advertising. And now it's a couple weeks away from hitting theaters. So I'm 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 all aboard. Like I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, I am too. I'm like, and again, like a lot of DC movies, like uh, uh, since like recently, has it been like, oh, these are actually like good movies, yeah. but just how they've handled 
because they wanted to start the DCEU, the, the DC Extended Universe. Because uh, they don't want to do like MCU, DCU. They don't want to do that. But like the DCEU was supposed to start with Man of Steel and then kind of go forward. And it could it could have done a lot better to follow its suit, to follow the MCU. But all of this is the jumble line and everything. But like DC, you know, they got Batman. They got Black Adam that comes out later. Aquaman. Uh, I think The Flash comes out in like 2023. Maybe uh, something like that, yeah. It's like late twenty two, early twenty three. Um, like these movies are, you know, all these DC movies, and it's like, okay, this is like DC may actually pick up the pace, and with these phenomenal movies, uh, well, the MCU is like they're they're on a train, and it's gonna be for a while. So DC yeah. will have to catch up quickly to try and compete with Marvel. But I mean, right now it's just. Oh, I can't like it's great to be like a comic book nerd and it's great to be like anybody that loves superheroes because these films like this is like this is the main uh because like you know back in the olden days like the westerns were great gangster movies um like little chick flicks and all these different stuff this is the niche the niche yeah. in the in movies now and it's like this is what we're all happy for. Marvel, DC, all these comic book movies in between. Mm-hmm. It, it, like right now, we're living in the golden age of superhero movies, and it's it's not looking to stop anytime soon. No, if anything, it's looking like it's just going to pick up more steam. Because like, there's so many more characters they can touch on that they haven't done yet. And if they keep, like, if they go through it carefully, like, and they approach each character with like the respect and reverence that each character commands like I, it'll never stop like the box office will just keep exploding with like billions of dollars from these movies so 100 percent. yeah all right man well i think that's uh i think that's a pretty good recap of the year and what's to come oh 100 and and like i said i mean these movies just coming out in 2022 with Thor, Black Panther, uh, a new series coming out, Marvel wise and DC with Black Adam and uh, Aquaman, and also the Spider Man into the I forget the exact title, like Into the Spider Verse was the first movie, phenomenal. Uh, the second movie comes out, I think, October, um, like the sequel to that. Yeah, I, I think so. I, it's, it's gonna be a fun year in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, in terms of this and everything else, it's going to be a phenomenal year in terms yeah. of comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like later down the line, I'm just going to have to have like within Ryan's happy hour, I feel like I'm going to have to have like other episodes that are named something else where I just bring you on and we talk about the Marvel or DC projects that have come out and we just discuss them at length. Oh Yeah. Like if that because with how much steam these universes are getting, I feel like I need to sit down and talk about it with somebody over some nice drinks or something like that. Yeah, we like we have to you know include other people because I mean it's awesome like us hashing this out, but yeah, yeah, Dalton or Andrew or anybody else that loves Marvel as you know comic book movies as much as we do, and just having a drink and just hashing this all out. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, we definitely need to get some people in here to talk about that because, I mean, we had a whole, like, 
we had like a five person squad going to see Spider-Man in December. Yeah. Like we could absolutely just, I could have everyone on the show at once. Just like yeah, we could come over and drink and talk chaos. about it. It'd be like multiple, many, many, many hour show. It would be a multiple hour show. Yeah. Yes. But I'd be, all, I'd be there a hundred percent. One. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, Thank you, man, for coming on at such short notice. I know we just talked about doing this yesterday, but yeah, I really no. appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for inviting me. Uh, I, I've always, you know, listened to the show. I've always uh, been a big fan of how you, uh, you and Spencer have really done really well at these at these podcasts. And even though I don't have a lot of time with my uh, jobs and everything, uh, it's phenomenal to take time and just talk about something I've really cherished and like this marvel and sports and everything so you guys have nailed it uh so you know and for the audience like please continue to listen to this podcast please continue to listen to out of bounds where i you know i'm a co-host with spencer and dalton um you know spencer brown dalton bishop so just thank you for inviting me back on in your podcast it's it's been a pleasure man i cannot thank you enough those are like so those are so nice words that like I I can never repay you for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and just have a conversation with me or like sit down and talk sports with Spencer and Dalton like it it makes because of how busy you are makes the time you spend with us even more like more cherished yeah so, most cherishable yeah yeah I really appreciate that man and shout out to you guys on Out of Bounds especially with like we said earlier with March coming up March Madness like what like the quality of the stuff you guys already do is amazing and i'm super stoked to see what you do coming up so everybody go check out their stuff keep listening and keep supporting them because they do phenomenal work over there so, yeah we we do appreciate uh you giving us a shout out always yeah i'll always shout you guys out if need be so all right thank you all for listening very much again christian thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come hang out man well thank you man and right. hopefully Hopefully later on down the line this year, um, probably probably after Multiverse of Madness because it'll be Moon Knight then uh, Doctor Strange. So after yeah. that, we'll definitely hash out this again. Oh, we'll need to sit down and talk about it. It's gonna oh, blow yeah. my mind. So oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you in the next episode. Cheers, folks. Adios.